Welcome to episode number 23 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to stay healthy every day, including tips for how to stay healthy even when you're feeling really busy and if it's really inconvenient to do so. So stay tuned, and I'll be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm very excited to be sharing this with you. Uh, The inspiration for this podcast was kind of twofold. One, I was looking back at some of my recent episodes and they were mostly interviews or really specific uh, chats about how to make a certain type of, of raw food recipe. And those are great episodes and I encourage you to listen to them all, of course. But I recently had an email interchange with a listener of this podcast, and she really inspired me to uh, dedicate another episode to really talking about the everyday decisions that we make. So not so much how to do stuff, but a little bit more of the intellectual and emotional side of eating, which of course, as we all know, it's it's a huge um, part because we all know we should be eating more fruits and vegetables, but it's not as easy as that, is it? So... This listener, her name's Megan Ray, and she has been a listener for a long time, and you may have heard me even mention her in a previous episode as well, because I love to read emails from you about what you would want to hear about and what you think of the podcast, so I would love to hear from you. But what Megan was writing me about, uh, I was asking her what she thought I should make my next episode about, and I'm going to just actually read you a little tidbit about what she suggested. So, So she said that she wanted to hear about why it's so important to eat healthy every day and how to make the right food choices even when she's really, really hungry and it's a little inconvenient. And I thought those were extremely great questions because like I mentioned before, sometimes we know what the right thing is or we know what the wrong thing is, like grabbing an unhealthy item that you don't really want to be eating, but you sort of see yourself from an aerial overview shot doing it and it's hard to stop. So I think it's a great, great uh, thing to talk about. So one of my first tips is to really understand the big picture about why you want to be eating a certain way. And for some people, it might be for health reasons, especially cutting out certain foods that you may be allergic to or that make you feel bad or that uh, exacerbate a health condition. Um, But another thing really is, it's something that Megan was writing as well, is, is to have a real good sense of why you're doing what you're doing. So I wanted to share a little bit more of, of Megan's note here. She said, I wrote myself a letter when I first became vegan and it probably needs some editing, but I'll share it with you now. And I'll read you some of her letter and I did edit it a bit for length, but here goes. So I'm vegan because I love vegetables. I love the crispness of tearing a lettuce leaf, breaking off a celery stalk, biting into a pear, snapping a carrot. I love the feeling of eating a fresh and healthy meal. I feel lighter. I feel happier. I feel satisfied and fulfilled. I feel alive. I am vegan because I love my body. I'm vegan because I'm in love with my body. I want to take the best care of my one body. 
I want to be strong from the inside out. I want to be conscious of where my energy comes from. I want to be in love with everything that I eat. I'm vegan because I can be. I'm vegan because I have control over how healthy I am. I'm vegan because it's my responsibility to treat myself the very best I can. I'm vegan because I'm worth it. I'm vegan because it literally makes me smile when I say it. So what Megan has done here is, and I love that she shared that with me. And then at the end, she sort of wrote that she hadn't, she'd written it a number of months in the past and she hadn't actually gone back and read it again. But I think there's huge power in just writing down why you want to do something. She She's listed a lot of really great keys here that she's vegan because she wants to have her health. She wants to be, um, you know, treating her body in a way that she wants to treat it. She really wants to uh, respect her body. So for her, it's really about um, doing the right thing for her body. But I think whatever your reason is, it could be as simple as, you know, um, releasing some weight or health or something, but it's crucial to be able to write it down. But for some of us, it might be not as much of an emotional letter as a very specific letter. So if I if I talk back to the subject of this podcast, which is how to eat healthy every day, I'm going to share with you a little bit more of my motivation. So my letter to myself when I would be in a moment of feeling busy or hungry or just unmotivated about my food choices. And for me, I didn't so much have an emotional connection as a very specific practical one. And for me, it's what I've written down here is a streak. So for me, it was really important to eat healthy every day because I was on a streak of eating well and eating the way I wanted. So for what I mean by streak is, you know, maybe when I first went raw, I had been raw for three days, three whole days. And I thought, oh my gosh, I just need to get up on day four and continue this streak because I don't want to break the streak. And for me, that was definitely how it began because I, I was committed mentally to a 30-day streak or 30 days in a row of eating raw food. And you've probably heard me talk about this before. Then on day 31, I was going to allow myself to kind of go back to how I was eating before. And I thought, no, you know, I want to keep this streak going. So for me, it was about momentum. And I had a real commitment to eating that way for a number of days in a row. And of course, that was like four and a half years ago and my streak is still going. But for me, making those decisions, how to eat healthy every day, for me, it was all about the streak. And I know some of you have maybe are on and off the wagon and not having as much success with with streaks and that's okay. And I think the idea is we need to find what works for us. So for me, it was totally about the streaks. Um, and that being said, too, it's even like, you know, if you play badminton or volleyball or something, sometimes you want to see how many times you can get the ball back and forth. So how, how many days of a streak you can do. And then if it feels like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's it's Thanksgiving and it's my streak is going to get broken. If that's happening for you, well, that's okay. And you can just say, okay, well, that streak ended 
And now I'm going to just start fresh again with a new streak. So um, as my mom used to always say when I was growing up, today is the first day of the rest of your life. So you could, if you've been having struggles with your streak, uh, you could certainly do a reset and start now. So that's one tip. And for me, that was a bit of my, my mantra. And I don't know that I really wrote it down in such a awesome letter as Megan did. But for me, I, I knew. I may have written like X's on a calendar. And it, there's something about writing down our intentions can be as simple as on a post-it note in a letter. You don't have to share it with anyone. You certainly could. Some people find that group accountability or letting people know, hey, everyone, I'm doing a raw food challenge and, you know, for 28 days and I'm doing it. And sometimes that act of telling other people will help as well, but it totally depends on your personality type. So, and if you don't know, maybe you could try a, f a few of these tips. So again, the subject of how to eat healthy every day and making the right choices when you're hungry or if it's inconvenient. One of the best tips that I found for myself was to repeat eating a lot of the things that I liked because I find that for me it was easier if you're learning a whole new way of eating, such as in this case raw raw eating, you might not have, you know, 70 recipes that you in your old life maybe you knew how to make, I don't know, macaroni and cheese and steak and whatever, chicken teriyaki, and you had a lot of recipes that you knew how to make, it stands to reason that if you're learning to do something new, you may only have four, you know, entree meals that you know how to make really well, and you don't have to spend a lot of brain power. Because when you're learning a new thing, trying a brand new recipe or a brand new piece of equipment in your kitchen, like a blender or a food processor or a dehydrator, you aren't going to be able to just go on autopilot right away and have 50 recipes that you can whip up without having to think too much. So if you can get comfortable with just a few recipes that you like, because you may try a recipe that is not appealing to you, and then you can discard that one. But if you can get a, an arsenal or a little bank of recipes that are healthy and that you enjoy, to eat those repetitively... And that can help you avoid feeling overwhelmed or confused. And frequently, if you're coming home, you're hungry and you might be gravitating towards something that you don't want to be eating frequently, it's because it's something that you don't have to think about. You know you used to eat it for 15 years, you know, something like, I don't know, sure, like pasta and Alfredo sauce, you know, like wheat pasta and a, and a commercial alfredo sauce so if you can get a few things that you don't have to think about that are raw or that are whatever way you're eating then that's going to make it a lot easier for you because when you feel like you're slipping you can slip instead of slipping all the way back to something that you really don't want to be eating it's kind of like a safety net you can be like well i'm slipping but what i'm going to do is be caught on the safety net of my kind of boring but repetitive meal that's really easy for some people, your safety net meal might be a salad because it's really quick to prepare. But of course, all of these things, these safety nets require that you have nice fresh fruit and veg and nuts and seeds at home ready to go. So we don't want you to be 
in a situation where you don't have any fresh food in the house. So that comes into play as well. You need to make sure that you're stocking up your fridge and pantry with with good good things. But just to recap on that point, it's okay to be repetitive, especially if you're just doing this on your own. If you're trying to make your whole family change their way of eating, they might start complaining about the repetitious nature of everything. But for an individual person anyway, that is a great trick. And for me, that has saved me many, many times. And, And just to add a little bit on to that as well. So for me, my repetitive meals tended to be a green smoothie for breakfast. So when I would wake up exploring this new world called raw food, I wouldn't think, okay, it's a new day. What am I going to eat for breakfast? And then get looking on the internet for a recipe because that is a recipe for failure. You know, we can't dedicate all of our time to what we want to eat. So what I, what I would do was I would get up and think, okay, it's Tuesday. I have all these things to do. I better eat breakfast and I'm going to eat a green smoothie because that's what I eat for breakfast. So there's not a lot of thought. I don't have to decide. And when I'm doing my grocery shop, I know, okay, well, I grocery shop once a week. I'm going to need seven bananas for seven green smoothies, you know. So if we can eliminate a lot of decisions, um, that's that's a really good thing. So one of the next tips for how to eat healthy every day, and I alluded it a bit in this previous one talking about grocery shopping, but it's all about preparation. And we don't have to... That doesn't mean, you know, planning out your meals for the whole week and knowing what you're going to eat. That's ideal, but I certainly don't do that. And that requires a lot of dedication. But when I say preparation in this context, what I mean is the simple things is when you're leaving the house, let's say you've got a busy day, you're going to go to work, then you're going to pick up your kids at, you know, dance class after work and maybe get groceries while you're out and you've got a big day ahead of you. Please, when you're leaving the house, just bring some snacks with you. This doesn't mean being complicated. This means grabbing a couple of bananas off the counter and or a couple of apples out of the fridge. So it doesn't have to be like chopping up vegetables and and bringing a dip. It's just a backup plan so that if you're feeling hungry, you need to eat. And one of the easiest things to bring with you is fruit and potentially, you know, a little Ziploc bag or container of some sort of some nuts, like almonds or walnuts, because they're going to take that edge off if you're feeling hungry when you're out, if you're not going to be able to, like just that example, you know, if at the end of the day after work, you're going to be running a few errands, you might be hungry on the way and just bring some fruit with you. But that requires preparation in the morning. And again, doesn't have to be complicated preparation. It's like grab couple of apples and a handful of almonds with you and throw that in your purse so certainly that is the type of preparation on an everyday level because sometimes when you're out to get a really healthy snack is actually really difficult but one of the best places to get a healthy snack is just the grocery store so um, sometimes if I do find I'm out hopefully you have a grocery store where you can get in and out of quite quickly but Basically, every little town should have a grocery store of some sort and you can whip in and get a snack like a couple of bananas or whatever if you're in a rush. But trying to get a snack 
at, you know, the mall is going to be probably more difficult. But yeah, so that's the preparation. And then on a bit of a big picture level about preparation, one of the things I, I definitely try to do and I don't do it in an organized fashion, but I try to have some kind of nut pate or a raw salad dressing, like my raw ranch recipe, for example, or my raw walnut pate, something in the fridge that's already made, it's sort of a leftover that can be used quickly as a snack or something. So certainly a salad dressing is good, um, which can double as a dip. But definitely having some kind of hearty nut pate for me is important to have that in the fridge because it's there so that when I'm hungry, busy, in a rush, I can just grab it and have some vegetables with it, like put it on top of a very simple salad or yeah. So if you can, I like to say, you know, maybe one day a week you can make a couple of those things, but it doesn't have to be very regimented but I like to think okay well I'm completely run out of nut pate and my ranch dressing and my dip or whatever so when that happens when I have nothing pre-made I'm kind of it's a little red flag so when I have a moment I will try to whip something up even if it's almost like in the evening and I'm not going to eat it right away I'm going to know that I'll have that in the fridge for the next few days to tide me over when I'm having those low moments or busy moments. So that's important as well for preparation. Um, another element that I wanted to talk about as well was just the concept of habits. And I don't even know where to go with this because it's something I've, I've started to be very interested in is just the concept of how to create a healthy habit from a very almost emotional perspective. And I'll give you an example, right? We can get so caught up with trying to be perfect. And I, I get this a lot where people will say, they'll ask me a lot of questions and I'll, about maybe calorie counting or protein amounts or can they make this recipe with pecans instead of walnuts? Like very specific questions. And sometimes I'll write back like, great it sounds like you're doing great have you ever made a raw recipe before and sometimes they'll write back well no you know I want to get a handle on protein amounts and stuff which is all good stuff but we sometimes we just need to take one little step instead of trying to do re so much research and then try to do it perfectly and put that off in the sense of like well I don't have time right now to be perfectly raw so I think I'll just put that off but something I've been reading about lately in terms of creating healthy habits is to start with the teeny, tiny, teeny, tiniest element so that you're setting yourself up for success. So let me give you this lovely example of a very good goal, which isn't raw related, but it is sort of somewhat health related. We all think we should be flossing our teeth, right? And what's a reasonable goal? Think about this for a moment. If you want to be a really good tooth flosser, maybe you should commit to flossing your teeth every day before bed. It sounds like a reasonable thing to commit to, right? Or in the raw food world, we could think, well, maybe eating one meal a day raw. That's something you might be able to commit to, and it sounds reasonable. 
And that those are good commitments. But what if we take a step back and say, well, that's too big. That's too much. Going back to the flossing. Do you think if you made your commitment to be, I will floss one tooth every day. You don't have to floss all your teeth, just one. You get the floss out, you stick it between it. Like, how long would that take? That would take one, I don't know, three seconds, because you've got to find the floss. Five seconds, maybe. But it's a proven thing, and I've been reading about this quite a bit over the past couple of years as I work on my own healthy habits, is if you can make your goal such a tiny goal that you'll actually succeed because it doesn't feel overwhelming. Even at the end of the night, if you're really tired, for example, and you just want to crawl into bed, the idea of flossing all your teeth is probably too huge and you're going to be like, oh man, I'm too tired to floss my teeth. I'll just skip it today. But even if you're just tumbling into bed and you think, you know, you're in there in the bathroom getting ready for bed and you can just, maybe you can just floss your one tooth and then then crawl into bed. So what we're, the idea here, what we're doing is setting yourself up for success because chances are, even if you're really tired and you're going to do that one tooth, once you get going and you're there with the floss, maybe you're going to do more than one tooth. You don't have to. There's no pressure. You've already achieved your goal of the one tooth. And I know it's a bit of a tangent, but there's a really major lesson in here. So if we translate this tooth flossing example to food, what if, if one raw meal a day seemed too much or 100%, you know, seemed too overwhelming? What if you could commit to something tiny like eating one bite of something raw every day? That's sounds easy, right? So hopefully it sounds easy. It does to me. So if you're going to be eating, let's take a typical standard American diet example. Breakfast cereal and milk for um, breakfast. You're at work, so maybe breakfast or your snack is like a muffin from the lunchroom or a donut. Lunch maybe, I don't know, you're going to McDonald's. Like, this is how a lot of people eat, and probably not a lot of people listening to this podcast, but maybe people in your life, maybe your husband, that kind of thing. People who are not eating much fruits and vegetables, many fruits and vegetables at all. But do you think that if you could encourage them to have one grape or one bite of your apple or one nibble of your carrot stick per day, often it's the idea of getting your floss out or taking a bite that's kind of an overwhelming thing that you want to procrastinate and put off. But once you get in there with your tooth floss or once you take one bite of a carrot stick, it's really easy to take another bite, especially when there's no pressure or floss another tooth. So I think what it really comes down to is setting yourself up for success because you also hear this at the gym, for the gym and exercise. And I'm a horrible exerciser, so I haven't really put this into place with exercise yet myself. But I've heard of a lot of people doing, having great success where they just commit to, even if it's going to the gym once a week, they have no commitment 
of what they're going to do at the gym, they would succeed if all they did was show up at the gym, put their foot in the door and leave again. Frequently, it's actually the act of just getting there and showing up that is the overwhelming thing. I don't know if I've explained that correctly. So if your goal was exercise and you wanted to go to the gym, you don't put any pressure on yourself of what you have to do at the gym. All you need to do is if it's Friday mornings, it's your gym day, is you just need to get out of bed and go to the gym. It doesn't matter what you do. And frequently, if you've taken all the trouble to get up, drive yourself to the gym and you get there, well, odds are you're going to do some sort of exercise while you're there. So I hope that's making sense. But the idea is to make these goals bite-sized. So if we come back to how to eat healthy every day, I've shared a lot of tips, but I really like that the last one is just about habits. And I think there's an, another quote as well of it's like something like it takes 16 times to make something feel like a habit. So even if you're not used to making a salad dressing and you've made the same salad dressing 16 times, I actually think in that case, it wouldn't take 16 times, but um. You know, it takes a while to create a habit, but it's really our habits that are what are going to sustain us over the long term. Because if you get into the groove and the routine of making a green smoothie in the morning, it becomes innate. It becomes not a raw food thing. It's just, oh, I need to have breakfast. So it becomes part of your lifestyle and it becomes less of a thought process. And on that subject, I think I might end with a quote here. I don't remember who wrote it. I think it might have been Benjamin Franklin. How you're perceived by the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Life is all about habits, what we do every day. It could be your habit of not getting enough sleep, your habit of eating microwave popcorn while you watch TV. It's all these things that happen repetitively over time that really add up. So if we can start making healthy habits, that is one of the best places to start. So if you're really far away from eating well, maybe could we set a goal for doing something tiny, like, um, you know, one nibble of fresh fruit every day, that's going to be a really good place to start. So I hope these are some interesting concepts for you. It was a bit of a jumble, but I, I really enjoyed talking to you about this. So this is episode 23, and I wanted to um, go back and just revisit a couple of the older episodes that are semi-related to this. So episode 2 of the raw food podcast is called eating raw on a budget. So that has some good tips for you because sometimes eating healthy every day can mean spending a lot of money on food every day. So episode two, eating raw on a budget. Episode eight is all about balance, how to be raw, vegan, vegetarian, how to know which, which one is for you and how rigid to be. And episode nine is called get off the bus. And that's a long episode, a really fun episode that I recorded um, that's all about 
getting support and buy-in from your friends and family and also standing up for yourself in terms of your food choices in front of friends and family. It doesn't have to mean that you're making it a big deal, but sometimes there's a lot of pressure and a lot of awkwardness that comes about when you're maybe the only person in your group of friends eating a certain way or at work eating a certain way. So that episode nine, Get Off the Bus, uh, it is a is a good episode for that if you're struggling with the other people in your life and how they're perceiving your eating habits. So I just want to recap of what we talked about today in episode 23. I, I read um, a letter and some notes from Megan Ray, who was my muse for this episode. Thank you. And um, Megan is just in the middle of setting up a website, actually, if you want to read more about Megan. It's at hellomegan.com. And I have it written down here. And Megan is spelled M-E-A-G-H-A-N. Hello, Megan.com. So thank you, Megan, for your continued support and for inspiring me to record this episode. So then we talked about maybe writing down your rationale or your reasons for wanting to eat healthy every day. And I do want to stress that writing stuff down is sometimes puts your head in a different space. So it doesn't have to be long. One sentence or anything, the act of writing it down is huge. We talked about my streak, my raw food streak, which was very important in terms of me deciding how to eat healthy every day. That was absolutely my number one thing. Um, Repetition of meals. So find some meals that work for you and get really comfortable at making them. Preparation. We talked about trying to keep some sort of hearty entree type thing really in uh in your fridge at all times and then having some snacks with you that are just easy to carry and transport fruit is usually the easiest because it tends to come with its own wrapper uh, like the apple or the banana and then lastly we talked a little bit about creating a healthy habit and i encourage you to to create some kind of healthy habit what oh my gosh my exercise healthy habit I will leave you with a tiny story. Um, One of the things I am amazing at is eating healthy. It didn't, you probably know my whole story of um, I was totally a junk food vegetarian and it did not come naturally at all for me to eat healthy. But I started a raw food challenge about four and a half years ago and completely changed my life. And I've never looked back and I've never eaten crap since. And it's easy now because I've created this, that's just how I eat now. And I trained my taste buds to crave good things, healthy things. And anybody can do that. But exercise is definitely something that I have a really hard time making the time for. It's not that I don't have time for it, but I don't enjoy dedicating time to it. And so what I did... This is another tip somehow, I guess, for healthy eating maybe is um, I forced myself. Well, we we got a dog and one of the main reasons to do that was to force me to at least go walking. So we take our dog or I do um, for a long walk on our, we, I live on a, a big acreage. And so I do that twice a day because it turned it into a necessity because if I don't walk my dog, It'll be severely hyperactive and uh, that won't be fun for anyone. So for me, it kind of forced me to take that time out of the day. 
And I'm not sure how I can relate that back to food. But sometimes it even just comes back to what you buy at the grocery store. So if you're buying healthy food and bringing it in and not buying junk, then sometimes that's something that is forcing you to eat healthy because there are no Pringles or Doritos in the cupboard, but there are, you know, fresh grapes or kale chips or something in the house. So that's kind of forcing yourself a little bit to do the behavior that you want. So that is a little tip for you as well. So I really enjoyed recording this podcast for you. I really, truly appreciate you being here with me. Um, I hope to be recording more podcasts in the future. And I sometimes I really don't know what you want to hear about. I have a lot of ideas and thoughts swirling in my head, but it really helps me if you can just send me a quick email um, at, at lj at uh, com just to let me know some ideas for podcast episodes of what you think would be helpful. And especially even if you could tell me if you want to know more about the sort of emotional side of eating, kind of like this episode, or really specific stuff like how to make raw brownies, stuff like that. So truly, thank you so much for being here with me. I really, really appreciate it. I wish you all the best on your journey. And I really hope that um, you have taken some nuggets, even if there's one little nugget of, of helpfulness out of this episode, I really hope you um, find it useful. So thank you so much. I will end it there. Thanks. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.